This is the LAW Podcast Series with Peter Gowers, the podcast to connect LAW members and have some fun talking about their personal and professional lives. Hello there. From wherever you're listening around the world, this is the LAW Podcast Series. and My name is Peter Gowers. On this episode of the podcast, we are headed to Porto in Portugal. And we'll be speaking to Gabby Kairosh, the advogada at JPAB Law Firm, of course, in Portugal. Gabby, welcome to the LAW podcast series. Thank you, Peter. It's uh, it's an honor and a privilege. Thank you for um, for inviting me. My pleasure. And it's, you are the first person that uh, I'm speaking to on this podcast from Portugal. So uh, you're you're number one for your country at this stage. <laughs> that's great that's great i hope it's a nice experience for you so that you can come back to portugal <laughs> i have no doubt it will be and i'm looking forward to asking a few uh questions that are slightly different to where we normally go but portugal is uh, famous for a couple of things that i'd like to drill down on a bit later okay so let's get started and uh, i guess the first question is you're in porto today but where are you from originally from porto Oh, wow. I, yeah, I was born here. I I went to school here. I I took my law degree here. <laughs> and and I've been working in Oporto for 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 my whole life. Um going to several other parts of the of the country of course and sometimes abroad but working based in in Oporto. Oporto is a fantastic city. Um I have all my family and my friends here, and it's actually a privilege to to be able to go through life and and then make your own family and build your own family uh, here in in, in Oporto. Mm. Well, look, I, I'm going to admit to you, I'm quite ignorant when it comes to Portugal. Um, there are a few things I know about your country, and of course, I know Porto uh, mainly for your famous football team. But could you tell us a bit about the city, the population and uh, the climate and, you know, what's, uh, I guess, well, get us familiar um, with it? Yeah, well, it's the, it's the second city in, in the country. Uh, there's actually a, a long rivalry with, with Lisbon, uh, even because, well, the country was actually, when the country was, was founded, um, Back in 1,143, <laughs> that's wow. how long we, we have been a country. Um, the country started actually from the north, uh, and then the, um, the, the, the kings that, that made the country bigger, uh, they, they did it by expelling the Muslims from north to south. So originally, the, the first uh, the first capitals of the um, of the country were up north, and only later on in in Lisbon. Um, and nowadays, everything is a bit centered in in Lisbon. And we, we are not a big country. It's like a 
from north to south, we are, it's like 900 kilometers. So um, it's not a big country. And yet uh, everything is political and government decisions and so on. It's, it's very based in, in Lisbon, major companies sooner or later tend to center their businesses in, in Lisbon. Um, but we are well cl close to close to Vigo, close to the northern of Spain. So Porto is actually in, in the center of uh, in the center of influence of a major region that mm. that actually goes go, goes still the north of Spain, and it's 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 a balance. But there's a there's a long time re uh, rivalry, and and then of course there is the. Football of Porto here <laughs> and Benfica in in Lisbon. Yeah, uh, but it's it's nice. P Portugal is a very nice country. Uh, you you were talking about the climate. Well, Porto Porto has several microclimates. <laughs> right. We are yeah. We have the river. We are bathed by the river Douro, um, and also the ocean. So it's a bit. We have some foggy mornings and. But but it's usually it's it's nice it's a nice weather. It's, you have it's four a seasons. We, we don't have snow. We have four seasons, yes. Yeah. But we well, winter is moderate, um, and then again, summer is also moderate. Um, we don't usually go. We don't have the negative temperatures here mm. ever. Um, we don't have snow, of course. Um, I've seen snow in Oporto like. To, 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 twice in my in my whole life, and it's not actually snow. It's just some some snowflakes that when they hit the floor, <laughs> they are water already. Mm. Uh, and again, in the summer, it's it's not easy to go above thirty degrees Celsius. So it's it's okay. It's a very interesting. It's a very old city. A um, lot of sightseeing to do. Then you you have the you have the ocean. You have the you have the river. You have important museums you have Saralves which which is a contemporary museum uh, inside a beautiful huge green park um, you have lots of things to do you have the Clerigos mm. Tower which is also a landmark of the city uh, you have the bridges um, and then you can always go up river and and see the get to know the Douro Valley where where port wine is made um, uh -huh. It's usually it's actually funny because we call it port wine, but it's not it's not made here. It's it's actually the grapes grow in the Douro Valley up upriver, um, and then it is bottled in the in in the several um, quintas and vineyards, and and most of the cellars are in Gaia. Gaia is the other city opposite of of, of Porto in the next on on the other bank of the river. Uh, but then again, it, it was in Porto that all the, the the traders that started the um, the Porto business were based and lived. Also, a very big English community that mm. that that uh, helped develop the the port wine business. So that's why it's called port wine. But it's it's actually it, it actually grows upriver in the in the Douro Valley, which is. Um, it's a world. Uh, it's a world heritage. Uh, the the valley itself. It's it's very beautiful. Um, really worthy worthy of a of a visit. Wow, that's so interesting, and and it, it's interesting to me having lived in 
various parts of the world, how often the English are involved when it comes to uh, you know, different sort of beverages of that nature? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, England, we, we have, um, England is our, probably our ancient, our most ancient ally, um, both in, for defense reasons and also in commercial agreement. Mm. Um, a long, long, long time ago, centuries ago, we, we entered in a business agreement with, with England uh, and basically we, we gave them our port wine and they supplied us with, um, with uh, textiles um, and it's probably the, 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 the oldest uh, trade agreement uh, existing between, between two countries. Wow. Um, and so, yes. <laughs> and today, uh, a lot of the vineyards, a lot of the quintas, which are the, which is the Portuguese word for, uh, well, it's not a farm because it's not, it doesn't have the animals. It has only the the wine, the wine making. But a okay. lot of, of the, a, a lot of the port of the port wine quintas are owned and developed um, by by English families that have been in Portugal for for ages. Also, wow, fascinating. So, um, what's the total population of Portugal? Uh, good question. I think we are about 10 million. Okay. And you mentioned the rivalry between Lisbon and Porto. What's, do you know what the difference in population between those two cities is? Uh, good question. Uh, well, Lisbon is bigger. Uh, I know okay. that. Um, like I told you, we are the... Um, we are the second city, uh, yep. but Lisbon, let me see, Lisbon is about 500,000, I think, yep. um, and we are a bit lower with almost half, like 220 for, oh, okay. for that. And, and we have been suffering from the past years. It, it, it has been, well, Porto has become, has undergone a, a a transition. The, the center of the city was was not very populated. There was quite an abandon of the center of the city. And a few years ago, um, the the city all uh, draw a, a project uh, to bring people back to the center of Oporto. And a lot of buildings were renewed. Um, the whole the whole center of the of the city was renewed. This this happening this started in like 2001 when Porto was European capital of culture, um, and then there was this process of renewing buildings, of um, calling people to to live in the center of the city once again. But this has this has come to a point when now um, Porto is is quite fashionable now. Mm. Um, and so we are, uh, the center of the city uh, has become, um, has developed a lot of um, places for like tourists to, to stay, uh, short stay, rental apartments and so on. And, and then we, we had, so we, we've come from one, one point to the other, from one, uh, and now it's quite difficult. It's it's expensive and quite difficult to live in the in the center of the city. Uh -huh. uh, we have been dealing for some years now with people getting out of the city, um, younger generations, and and living on the on the on the outskirts of the city. 
So we have lost, we have been losing some population for for the past years. Um, and nowadays we are trying to correct that effect. Um, the city hall is now trying to limit uh, new um, new apartments for for short stay rentals and for tourism uh, because it, it has come to a point when it has to we have to actually to correct that so that some buildings and some apartments are still available for young people who want to stay in the city and want to build their houses and have their families here. Mm, that's really interesting, actually. And it is a, um, a phenomenon around the world where cities have, you know, often been underpopulated and, uh, you know, governments and councils, et cetera, have, have tried to get people back. But I'm, I'm often hearing how they're struggling to do that. But in your case, they've, they've done it too well. And, uh, you know, <laughs> as a result, that the, the, um, the population growth just through tourists has potentially kept out some of the, um, the more longer-term residents. Yeah, we have to find a balance because tourism is important for the city, for the for the economic development of the city, of course, um, and and it has been it it has been responsible for for a major recovery of the of the of the buildings and of the and of the city, uh, but. That's it. We we just have to find the right the right balance, and that is not always easy. But but we are we are doing it, and 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 we are we are quite warm people. We we embrace mm. tourists, and we are we are nice naturally. We do it naturally. We we like to we we like to have them here. We are we we are quite good at welcoming, at helping, at giving directions, at giving suggestions. So um, that is natural for anyone in 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 Porto. So uh, it's not something that we want to get rid of or that we want to 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 end. Yeah, um, it's, it's just a matter of finding the right balance. Yeah, yeah, interesting. And thanks for the um, sort of explanation into your city and uh, you know obviously the capital. It's it, as I said before, I, I'm quite ignorant when it comes to Portugal and. I was talking to a few others about it earlier and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a real interest to sort of see, as you've explained with the cities, et cetera, and, and how it all operates. Yeah. We are, we are a small country. Um, like I told you, it's from, from north to south, you have like 900 kilometers. And then in the, um, from east to west, uh, well, I'm not sure for sure, but I, I believe, Maybe I, I I don't think if we, I don't I don't know if we reach three hundred kilometers. So um, it works. It's 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 nice. We have mm. fantastic cities. We have, well, Lisbon is a fantastic city. Um, uh, the light of Lisbon and the um, and all the things that you have to that you can see the old part of the city downtown. The, again, the river uh, Lisbon is also bathed by by Tejo. Which is a major, uh, very big river that comes from all the way from Spain. Mm. Actually, Douro also comes from comes from Spain. Um, and, and then we have smaller cities. We have Coimbra, which is our most famous university city. Um, the university is, is quite renowned and and quite old. It, it has a magnificent library. Um, and uh, and every there are. Uh, 
several other cities like Aveiro, which is also um, it's a very it's a very young city. It, it has it has put um, it has also a university, but uh, but um, centered in new technologies and innovation and so on. Um, we have Viana do Castelo, which is a city in the north of Portugal, which is also very very beautiful. Well. You, and then you have the islands, of course. You have Madeira yeah. and you have Dor, um, also worth a visit. They are fantastic locations. Mm. Um, mm. Quite a lot to see. I'm going to have to put it on my list of places to visit, I think. You should. You should. <laughs> yeah, you should. Absolutely. So, Gabby, let's, um, let's explore uh, the legal side of things now because, of course, as I said before, you're an advocata at JPAB Law Firm, which is, of course, a member of LAW. So what inspired you to pursue uh, the law as your career? Uh, not sure I know how to answer that. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I didn't have any lawyers in my family. Um, like um, my, my mother is a doctor and, and my father was um my father teached uh, physical education, um, so I don't know really. I, I think it, it came to a point when I, well, I, I was good at math and chemistry and so on. And then again, I, I also was good at Portuguese and history. I loved everything. Mm. Uh, I, I had my high school teacher saying, no, 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 you have to go to maths and chemistry. And then the Portuguese teacher, no, 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 you have to do something with the language and so on. So I was a bit lost, actually. Um, and when I thought about it, uh, I think law, law is, is the law degree is is something that gives you um, that gives you a broad insight and and a strong basic formation that allows you to actually do a lot of things. Um, I, 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 I'm not sure that when I took the decision to take my law degree, uh, I, will, I had a dream of becoming a lawyer. Mm. Uh, what I knew then is that it was a safe uh, degree to, to have my choices, um, to have my career options as, as, wide, as, as wide open as, as possible. Um, and, and again, med school, which would be actually another uh, option, was 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 impossible for me because although I like medicine, the um, well, I don't like the the juicy part of it. So <laughs> <laughs> it was it was out of my it was out of my options pretty soon. Uh, and then I, I took the law degree, and I think that you it's a process you 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 fall in love with it you fall in love with with law uh, and you fall in love with 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 the law in action uh, when you realize that you can actually change people's lives and that you can actually make a difference and that you mm -hmm. that you have a, a a part to play in in implementing justice um and so it's it it grows on you um I don't think it was like it's my it's the dream of my life when it, when it started, um, and that happened with a lot of friends who did the, who did the degree and then and today are working like pr production directors in in theater or are or get got out and are teaching tourism in 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 some 
in some universities. So, uh, and then whether you like it or not, and I, I liked it a, a lot. Uh, I liked it during the, the degree, and then I liked it a lot when I did my internship here in Portugal. I'm not sure how it, how it works in Australia, but here in Portugal, you are not a lawyer with with the law degree. After you take your degree, you have to do uh, an internship um, in a in a in an office with uh, under the supervision of an older lawyer, and you also have to do your bar exams. Um, and only then, only then, after you pass your bar exams, and after the this lawyer that supervises your your work during the first years, only then are you a lawyer. Um, and I, I was fortunate enough to have um, my, my sponsor, uh, my patron, um, is a fantastic person. I, I learned a lot from him, um, not only not only in acting law, but also in the also in the in the in the good way to do it. How to how to be sensible to all the to all the deontologic thing. Part of the of the of the of exercising law, um, and so I I said yes. Th this is what I want to do. Um, this is what I want to do with my life, um, and and I love what I do. Actually, um, I love being a lawyer. I love being a lawyer. So from just um, if I can paraphrase from something that you qualified to get into from school to university, it's something that's really grown on you since. It is. Yes, yeah. um, it, and, and I and I I loved it so much that I keep on studying. I ah. I last year I I took um, um, a graduation in in commercial companies law, um, and and this year I'm still I'm I'm continuing and still studying. It's uh, it, it, I I really don't know. And and then when you are a lawyer. Uh, it's, it changes the perspective, um, your perspective in life, like uh, things that are normal for other people doing whatever they do in life. We, we always look at it and say, like you go on some adventure park, just have fun with your kids. And you are like, who's responsible for this? Do they have <laughs> What, 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 do, do they apply all the city hall regulations? You know, it, it, it's just that it doesn't get out of you, even when you you are not, even when you are not in the office, even when you are not working, even mm. when you are on a holiday. Um, like I was on a holiday and and I went to this cafe and and someone was there and opened the his laptop and was working, <clears throat> and someone came and said. Oh, you can't work here. You can't open your laptop. And I was like, "Why? Can they <laughs> forbid that? What? What if it was a book? Could, could the person be here, like taking a cafe and reading a book? And and your mind is always you can't get rid of it. And and yeah. that's how I know. That's how I think. I, I really like it because it's law is actually a part of me. I I can't get it out of my system. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so interesting. I'm, I'm I'm quite happy with my with my career choice in in life. So, which areas of law do you spend most of your time practicing, Gabby? 
Well, for years I I've done I've done insolvency proceedings and and credit recovery um, and then a, a little bit of this and that, but this this took um, a major major part of my time for for several years, and now for the past three or four years I'm only into well not only but ninety nine percent into commercial law uh, commercial contracts uh, companies restructuring M&A and so on so interesting and it's and it's quite interesting because well Porto Porto and Portugal uh, are clearly on the on the international map now um, we are receiving a lot of foreign interesting in people that want to come to Portugal settle in Portugal uh, build their companies or change their companies to Portugal or start doing business here um, so we we have our hands full and, and mm. it's quite nice to to welcome to, to be able to help people also sharing a, a little bit of our passion for the country you know I had a client and in the first in the first business he did here he said well I'm quite keen on Portugal um, and and after that first business he 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 came on and uh, on and on, and he, he kept his investments and kept investing here in, in, in Portugal. So it's nice to 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 be able to be a part of that and to see that our country is um, is willing to and and is and and has the merit of of being able to to reach out for foreign investment and foreign people that. That want to come here and want to help us um, grow grow the country and and make it bigger. It's, yeah, it's uh, and obviously it's an attractive environment for them to do that. Yeah, and we are a peaceful country. Um, we are we are a safe country. We have our things, mm. but but it's not. You, you can you can be in the you can be in the street at night and nothing yeah. will happen to you. And um, so it's nice. It's it's a mm. safe. It's a safe and, and secure country. And that's definitely a selling point, um, you know, with, with various countries not being able to offer that, uh, you know, a, as a positive. And that, that is a real positive for people moving to a new country. It is. And, and we, have, we have a good position also strategic. Uh, when, it, when you think of geography, um, you are, we are a gateway to, to Europe. So... Um, we actually have a we actually have a a very a very good position to, to we are here between the states and Europe so it's it's uh, and and we have a huge um, our our continental pl platform uh, which is the well you know the part of the ocean that is still in some in some way is still a part of the country is huge uh, it's a mm. major major investment um, opportunity to to explore um, so all things together yeah come to, come mm. to Portugal <laughs> definitely <laughs> Gabby you mentioned before that you were doing a lot of work in the insolvency space and and uh, on the credit side of things has that changed and evolved in the last couple of years um, through the pandemic in Portugal yeah yeah, well, we we had we had a lot of help from from the government. There were there were special packages of support 
for companies uh, and for and for businessmen um, that were that suffered a lot uh, in in the pandemic, mainly because entire factories and entire corporations and entire uh, working places were actually closed. Uh, the commerce was was closed. Uh, only essential things were were kept open. Um, but then again, if you were if you were in a good position to be able to to face the storm and survive, uh, you would survive and you would survive on on the help. If not, uh, if you were already in a so so position and if business was not all, not not going well, uh, then of course uh, those companies did didn't didn't survive. But then again, this was also. But then again, every car, every crisis uh, come with an opportunity. So there were also uh, there were also new new businesses and new companies and new uh, investments that were made during those those years and for the past mm -hmm. few years. Um, and so I believe that well, the country is growing actually, uh, not not as much as we would like, but it, it is growing. Um, so I think we 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 came out of it um, we came out of it uh, safe I, I believe um, mm -hmm. there were two tough years very tough years but I think that we I think that we've managed we we've managed to to survive yes yeah oh, that's brilliant and you you then mentioned that um, you've now moved into the mergers and acquisitions space is that something you did by oh, choice corporate law corporate oh sorry law. corporate law of course yeah. is that, that was by choice or was there a reason for that um, well when I joined JPAB um, I was uh, they, they presented me the challenge to to be at the at the at the corporate department, um, and I did. I I usually like like I told you, uh, I wasn't working full time in corporate, but I, I did some things before, and and it was an area that I was keen on on exploring, um, and so I took it. Uh, I I knew Jose Pedro Garbrandt, which is our founder partner, uh, for several years before. Um, uh, we we were friends, and and he's someone that I actually I look up to uh, for several years. Um, and when he when he asked me to to join his team and and join it with this challenge, I said, "Well, I, I will go if if you are inviting me, if you are trusting me for this. I yes, I will embrace it with all with all my strength and." And and I I think it is it is working and, and I'm quite happy here at JPAB um, and and then like I told you uh, it was not my major area so I went back to school um, and I went to renew some concepts and update some concepts and I think it is working. Now let's uh, look outside of. The law and the legal side of your life, hobbies and interests outside of uh, your work. What do you enjoy doing uh, outside of work times? Well, uh, I like traveling. Um, 
which is probably like I, I was born here, I work here, I live here, so travel is it's something I, I really like to do. Um, and we, we do it in I do it in with my family and I do it with friends. We have we have a group of friends. We are very lucky to have a, a small group of friends, and every year we we take a week out and we go like 12 people hitting some place in 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 the world it's it's quite nice and quite funny um and we, we look like Italians at the table we we talk very loud we laugh very loud and it's a miracle we have never been expelled from from anywhere um <laughs> uh, it is actually it is quite nice um and now we, when when i'm here i like i like reading um, I like knitting, which is something I found it's it's quite it's quite um, it's an anti-stress, um, which is which is a it's a perfect anti-stress to be in the to be in, you know, in your sofa and just do a little uh, do a little knitting. Uh, I like reading, um, and I have a six-year-old son, so uh, oh, oh, everything that he, that he's keen on is turned into my hobby. So nowadays I can. I think I know almost everything about Formula One, and when you have to go to the pit stop and change your change your tires, <laughs> uh, uh, I, yeah, I know. I didn't. I well, it's. I think ninety percent of his life right now is Formula One. He wow. knows everything there is to know. Um, so I have to know a little bit if I don't want to be out of this world. Uh, and I am a Lego expert, of course. Every, every mother of a six-year-old boy. Of course. Is, uh, a Lego expert, so yes. it's a, it's an adventure to be to be the mother of a of a young boy, marvelous young boy. Yes, it is. I know the experience myself. Um, now, when I think of Portugal, of course, there's a couple of things that come to mind. And as a football supporter myself, and I, I hate to uh, make those listening groan when I say as a Manchester United supporter. Of course, uh, <laughs> a very famous Portuguese export is uh, Mr. Cristiano Ronaldo. It is. He, I, I believe, well, now I think he's most, he's, he's the biggest calling card from, from Portugal. I don't think there is someone, there, there's one person in the world that doesn't know the name. Well, maybe some Amazonian populations. Yeah. But. Either uh, apart from that, everyone knows its name. You know, it, it's funny because in well, he, he's a fantastic player uh, and, and a fantastic human being. I believe mm. that uh, he, he helps a lot um, of people, and it, usually we know it several years after. It's not something he, he does for publicity, or well, he doesn't need publicity actually. Um, he, he was born in Madeira, actually one of the one of the islands from from Portugal. In um, and he's um, you know if you were in if you were in America, uh, I would say that he's the embodiment of the American dream. <laughs> uh, yep. We are not in America; we are in Portugal. But he and what is what is actually funny uh, to 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 mention is, and he, I, I believe he says it also. He says he doesn't think of himself, or or he didn't think of himself himself as a great talented football player. He, he just thinks of himself as someone who has worked very hard 
and very, very hard, was trained a lot uh, and did everything he could to be a great football player. So that lesson is, uh, is, is incredible, actually. Well, I, I believe... I don't know a lot about football. Uh, I believe he, he must had he must have had some talent uh, when he started, of course. But but the main thing is that it's work, 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 and 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 he gets it, and 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 he got there. And and then again, Portugal. Sometimes we are not very forgiving. Um, so and we are we react to to the moment so when he when he's in the portuguese team and he does something that is not right or he doesn't stand out like when he is abroad because probably because he doesn't have the same team members that are also almost as good as him uh, and we are you are not you, you don't worth nothing because you didn't score for portugal uh, but then again of course he does something out of the blue and everybody and everybody loves him and he's the, mm. the world of course it's it's a it's a good calling card it is and i think it's a really well made point um you know he he played obviously at manchester united for many years and then real madrid uh, amongst absolute superstars who can you know deliver the ball to him where he needs it when he needs it in a way that he needs it and it's harder for national teams who don't get to play together all the time. Uh, although, in fairness, Portugal does have some other superstars as well. Um, but uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think in in England, um, you know, he's been a while retired now. But I think David Beckham suffered from quite a similar fate uh, in that you know, he was often maligned for not getting them through to you know World Cup finals and. Um, you know, the, the different trophies they were playing for. But again, he's only one player in a team. So I'm very pleased you recognised that, Gabby. <laughs> well, yeah. but then again, that's me. And I, I don't yeah. understand a lot about <laughs> I believe, Well, I, I like our, our I, I like our, I follow our our team here, Foco do Porto. My father was a huge fan. I, I remember being a small girl and I, I went to my I went with my father to some games, but but I'm not like actually a huge fan, and I well I see maybe two or three football games during the year, mm. but but it's 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 my team, it's my home team, so and a famous team too. I mean they've had many great players come from Porto over the years. Gabby, let's um let's move from the land to the sea, and uh, before I spoke to you for this episode, I. Spoke earlier to the LAW chairman, Leon Logan Nathan, and he said to me, if you're talking to anyone from Portugal, you've got to discuss Nazare, the most famous large <laughs> most surf break famous, in the world. Yeah. Well, Na- Nazare, it's, it's, it's in the center of, center of Portugal. Um, and it has well. I don't know. I I I I'm not sure. I know a lot about it, but uh, it has um, well the sea, the 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 bottom of the ocean there is is some kind of geological characteristic that allows it to form that those big waves, um, because we have an entire coast, uh, an entire coastline. 
um, all the west of Portugal and the, and the south of Portugal. Uh, and yet only there, there's those big waves. So it's a, it's a geological formation that, uh, like the bottom of the ocean does like a, uh, how, how do you say it? Uh, a depression. Um, and before the, before the wave, it's the, it's the shore. So it allows it to build those those magnificent waves, mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, I, I believe the the first one that that put Nazare in the map was Garrett McNamara, uh, a famous surfer that started riding those incredible waves. Uh, then again, being a lawyer, you say, "Why are you doing that?" <laughs> Who is ensuring that? Yeah, what exactly. Will what will happen to you? you? You know, it's it's quite funny because um, Zé Pedro, who, who is our our founder partner, he, his son is is running in in some some car racing uh, activities. It's not Formula One yet, but but he's doing it. Mm. And and sometimes I'm talking to him, like being 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 the mother of a six year old who is keen on Formula One, and I go. How do you survive seeing your your son racing? And Zé Pedro asks me, uh, answers me back. Well, he's not riding the Nazaré wave. It could be worse, you know. <laughs> so that's how we look at it. It's it's really it's scary. It's so scary. Yeah. You see the image, and, and you don't believe that someone is actually willing to to ride that. Um, and Nazaré, it's um, Nazaré is a small fisherman's village. Um, and it has also a, a, an interesting legend about a, a Christianity saint that was running away from Muslims in his horse many, many, many centuries ago, and he would fall off the cliff with, with uh, because he was running and he had no way to to escape. But his horse saved him uh, by by putting his 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 feet in the in the at the edge of the cliff. And if, if you believe it, to, to this day, you can see on the ground in the Nazareth cliffs um, the, the marks where the, where the horse stood still and saved the, and saved the rider for the night from, um, from a certain death. Wow. Uh, yes, Nazareth is it, it, all the surf, a lot of surfers are, are, are coming to Nazareth to, to, to hit those waves. Mm -hmm. And and it there is also a huge crowd that gathers there to to look at them and to and to see what they are doing and you don't believe it you look at it and you say it's it's physically impossible to to get out of those of those waves but but they do it it's it's quite nice the the big wave surfers they are next level in terms of their bravery and. You know that that few moments they get at the top of the wave as they're coming down must be uh, like heaven on earth for them, and uh, and then once they fall off and they're in the wave, it uh, I guess it's like fighting for your life for a period of time until finally you come up again. It is must be a an incredible adrenaline boost, but um, absolutely. Well. It's best left to somebody else. Even the horse exactly. stopped and said, the wave's so big, even I'm not going there. Exactly. <laughs> Gabby, um, looking at LAW itself um, a as a, a member firm, um, 
I guess, uh, you know, this podcast was put together for uh, other members to get to know you um, and, you know, for you to tell your story. But also, uh, I guess it's an opportunity for for you to tell us about, you know, if it's another LAW member firm that you've had some dealings with or a particular member uh, of LAW who have helped you, whether it's personally or professionally, it doesn't really matter. But is there anyone that you could tell us about and, you know, what, what they've done for you? Well, our, our law firm, what, what, I, what I find interesting in, in law is that it actually, it, it lifts the, the veil of, of trust like if you are a member of law uh, and if you and if you get some request from a member of law uh, you know you can trust him you know it's a serious business you know it's a serious request you know uh, that the client uh, if it's come if it comes to you uh, recommended by um, by any colleague from from law you know you can you know, it's it would be a good client. It's some it's some it would be someone you can work with, um, and that is, I think, incredible. And and the other thing is that it actually works. We have done work for um, we have met and done work for several clients that have come to us from from law from any from a recommendation from from any other member of of law. Um, so I think it's. It's actually a privilege to be able to to have our firm joining this joining this amazing group. I know we have we we had two colleagues that were at the at the annual encounter in in New York um, just a few days ago, and and they were ecstatic about it. They were they they liked it very much, um, and they they actually what what they were real telling me is that uh, it's amazing how you can meet so many interesting people that are actually doing that have the same values you have that are doing the same things you are that are looking for the same things you are um and and that exchange of experiences and of expertise uh um of knowledge uh, it's 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 very interesting it's it's we live in a global world nowadays. Um, I, I don't believe my son, like me, or unlike me, my son will not be born, work, live, and have his own career, his whole career based in in Oporto. Uh, children now have the world as their as, as their horizon, and and in in this world, we cannot we we have to work in like this with with a network, uh, but a network that we can trust. That we can get, that we can all get value from, um, and and I think law does it perfectly. Uh, and then it has these approaches like, would have, would have thought that I would be recording a podcast just because some someone in another law firm across the world will probably be interesting knowing Gabby, who is a lawyer at JPAB and works in in a portal, and and to do this and be able to do this, it it actually takes this network to to a to a different level to um to a to a level when where you you think and you know and you realize uh, that people people actually make a difference um so it's 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 really wonderful to to be a part of this mm, well look it's been wonderful talking to you and 
learning your story and, and learning a bit about Portugal and the thing I love about it. And look, I guess everybody has passion for their own countries, but, uh, you know, I've really enjoyed listening to you talk about it with such passion and, mm-hmm. you know, such love. And as you said, you've, you've been in the one city so far and um, you, you've done everything there. Of course, you've traveled and, and seen other parts of the world in your own country, but, um, you know, I think that's the expression, there's no place like home, isn't it? It is, you know, uh, uh, usually uh, when, when we are coming back from, from some trip somewhere, I usually I, I say to my husband, where are you going next? <laughs> and it's like, what? You, you are just coming back. Why are you thinking about it? And 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 that that is how how much I like travel. But when we get when when we get here and when we we get home and it's also I like it as much. It's difficult to maybe to explain it. But what I feel is that I like going as much as I like coming back. Yeah, um, it's really um, a safe place to be. It's really where you where you feel at home and and. It's it really you must come. Portugal is Portugal is a very nice country, and Porto is a fantastic city. Um, well, I've only ever of, heard good things about it, and and you've certainly um, heightened that. And wine is amazing, and the food is amazing. So <laughs> there's no reason not to go. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks for talking to me, Gabby. On this episode, it's, it's been a real pleasure. It was my honor. Thank you. Thank you very much for this. That was Gabby K. Roche, Advogada at LAW member firm JPAB Law Firm. We'll catch you again next time on the LAW podcast series. You've been listening to the Lawyers Associated Worldwide podcast series with Peter Gowers, the podcast where LAW members go one-on-one to discuss their professional and personal lives. More episodes coming soon.